Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, we chop it up with Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports and The Athletic talking about Mel Tucker, the quick rise he's taken Michigan State on, the Brandon Jordan hire. Awesome conversation with Bruce Feldman. And then also... Michigan State has a need for speed in the transfer portal. Yes, that's a corny joke and a horrible way of saying Amir Speed has transferred to Michigan State. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan fans, welcome and thank you so much for joining another episode of Locked on Spartans, your green and white team every single day. That's right, guys. We do this five days a week here in the Locked on Spartans podcast, uh, Monday through Friday. You know, that's how we do it. And every once in a while, we get to talk to some awesome people, some big name people like Bruce Feldman on today's show. Uh, we're going to get to him in a hot second, but first need to do the housekeeping need to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, this is, once again, the Locked on Spartans podcast, as you probably already know by now. And if you ever want to reach out with a question, comment, concern, uh, you just want to throw something out into the abyss and just have one guy read it, hey, I know the place for you. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. All right, well, hey, that's that's pretty much all you guys need to hear from me. Uh, there's definitely someone more important to listen to this episode, and he goes by Bruce Feldman, so let's get to him right now. He knows every single coaching staff move before the staff even knows about it. See him on Fox Sports, read him in The Athletic, and take in his knowledge everywhere. He is the one, the only, Bruce Feldman. Bruce, how on earth are you doing? Thanks a ton for joining us. Uh, my pleasure, and thank you for the kind words. Of course, of course. And of course, you've got the awesome piece on Michigan State's newest hire, Brandon Jordan, in The Athletic. He's been very high on Mel Tucker lately. But first, I just have to address something here. Do you have any idea what kind of psychological and emotional torture you put Michigan State fans through in October with the Mel Tucker to LSU rumors? Because I'm still, myself, trying to reel from that. You know, I think it speaks to what Michigan State has now in Mel Tucker. He has a guy that uh, he has a head coach that a lot of people, especially in the SEC, think very highly of. So, I mean, look, a lot of credit to MSU and, um, you know, their, their boosters, especially for stepping up the way they did. They saw something. I mean, just as somebody who, you know, I think I my broadcast crew may have done Mel Tucker's second game at CU when they played Nebraska and just we were around them for a couple of days and, just really impressed by him. And I think that impression kind of jumps with a lot of people. So um, it worked out. I mean, look, it obviously worked out for Michigan State. It obviously worked out for Mel because they, they're paying him a fortune. So, um, you know, good for them on, on it. They identified it. And it seems like they're on track to do some really, really amazing stuff there. And during that whole saga of, you know, if he's going to stay, is he going to go? Like the, the perception on MH, MSU ranged all over the place, whether it be like you know, some rival fans think, oh, you guys are just a stepping stone, or some in our own fan base, they go back 30 years and what happened to Nick Saban, and he left too. Or also you get the fans that think that, no, Michigan State is a true destination. So when Mel's name started popping up for jobs like LSU, did you think that Tucker was going to be leaving after just two years, or are you not really surprised to see him stay put in East Lansing? I'm not shocked for a couple of reasons. One, 
he obviously made a, a tough move in leaving CU to take the Michigan State job. He is a Midwest guy through and through. If I'm not mistaken, he still has the same, you know, 614 cell phone that he had years <laughs> ago. So he's still, you know, kind of the Big Ten guy at heart. I mean, I could see LSU from a resource-wise standpoint being attractive. But look, I mean, he got them in the top five this year without much run-up, right? And so in that regard, I'm not surprised. I mean, if you would ask me where it would be easier to get talent, it's probably LSU just because you're in an area where the other's around Michigan State in a you know, three-hour driving distance. But like, there's just so much talent in all positions there. But he obviously feels a strong connection there. I know he feels a very strong connection to the new AD as well as just kind of the leadership there. So I'm not surprised he stayed. It's just, um, you know, as I think I'd reported back then, it was like there were some key people who really thought highly of Mel Tucker. And when you looked at that job, obviously they hired Brian Kelly, like you wondered what were they going to, you know, they weren't going to call Billy Napier who Florida ended up hiring, but they, they didn't want to hire out of the Sun Belt. I was told that was non-starter. There just weren't a lot of guys with the gravitas or they felt like they could go in there and win at a, you know, you got to replace a guy who just won a national title two years ago. This is not, right. yeah, you can win there, but that's like the bar is really high. You know, like Brian Kelly has never won a national title. He better win within the next like five years or else people are going to judge it as, as a failed hire, no matter what he does beyond that. I mean, so I think people looked at it there and said, you know what? Mel Tucker can do some amazing things. Let's, let's see where it goes. And obviously Michigan state stepped up and that's where his heart is. And, you know, like, look, good for, good for the Spartans on that front. Yeah, really. Because it was also a big moment for us state fans, whether, um, okay, are we going to be a big boy in the big 10 and the college football landscape or, you know, is this guy just going to walk in? Okay, here we are. So now after this great year, obviously new Year's six bowl champions to peach bowl champions, where do you stack Michigan State up in the Big Ten as a whole? I think it's safe to say that Ohio State is probably on that first tier all by themselves. Maybe Michigan joined them there after this year. Is Michigan State on that first tier? Are they on the second tier? Or I don't think third tier would be fair. But if that's what you think, hey, who, who am I to say? Where do you put Michigan State on the tiers no, of the Big right Ten? Right now, I would say they're on that second tier. You know, for the last decade, Ohio State has really been on the tier, tier one by themselves. And then you would mm-hmm. put you know, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, perhaps Iowa in there. Um, But I feel like that's a, you know, it's a wide plank. I just think that the level that Ohio State is recruiting at is different than everybody else. But obviously Michigan State has beaten them. Now Michigan has beaten them. You know, there's been some other teams, obviously Iowa and Purdue got them too when Urban was the head coach. But I still think that when you look at just from a, how they're recruiting and everything, it doesn't say you can't get there. It doesn't say you can't consistently have top 10 teams. Um, I think that's Mel Tucker's challenge, right? It's just like to elevate how they are. I know the quarterback they landed this past year. I saw him at the elite 11 in the opening. I mean, that's a big time get, you know, and I think that, you know, he's got some good momentum from where they were at this point last year. I think it's the, the the visibility. I think the credibility of the of his program has jumped up dramatically in in not just twelve months, but probably in like in like four months. You know, I, I think that's 
that's been that's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here because right like you know you have a big 10 that feels like it's in a little bit in flux because mm-hmm. for the first time you know michigan won a won the a conference in 20 years obviously they didn't win the, the win that rivalry game you have ohio state which is shaken up its staff and it's not like ohio state's falling apart by any stretch they're still loaded with talent right. they have a lot of really good coaches but then you have Penn State who's coming off like back-to-back really shaky years. I think it's it's an interesting situation right now in the Big Ten, you know, where it is and where it probably will be in two years. Who knows? Jim Harbaugh may not even be the head coach at Michigan um, much longer, and that could obviously put the conference in a little more in a little more um, I don't say disarray, but in a little more uh, you know volatility. And just like you said, too, and that's the biggest storyline around Michigan State is just how fast this has all happened. And you brought up that you also followed him uh, at his short stint at Colorado. What what about Mel Tucker impresses you the most? I know that's a super broad question, but if you could boil it down to one thing that really catches your eye about him, what, what would it be? I think the thing that jumps out is his presence. Right. I mean, you could feel it in our production meetings back when he was at CU. You could feel it when the people were around him. You could feel it in the building. Um, that's the thing that I feel like that could resonate with players. It obviously does. I've talked to a bunch of players around them, you know, and um, my colleague at the time, Brady Quinn, the old Notre Dame quarterback, he was around him in the NFL. He was a big believer in Mel, too. You know, it's just kind of like, I, I think. If you're around him, you get it. You feel it. Mm-hmm. And to me, if you're asking me one thing, that's the one thing. And that's not an insignificant thing, especially when you're a, when you're a, a big-time college football coach. And we'll be right back with Bruce Feldman in a hot second to talk more about Michigan State football, the Brandon Jordan hire, all that fun stuff. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right. It's a new year. And if you're like me, you're still sticking with your resolution of getting fit and eating healthier, all thanks to Built Bar, making both those goals a lot easier. Because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or if you ask me, better than a candy bar. That's right, guys. They're making it easier to stick to your resolution because not only does it taste good, it's just awesome, it's fantastic, covering 100% real chocolate, it's soft, chewy, bursting with flavor. But it also hits you with these awesome stats right now as far as uh, nutrition goes. Uh, 130 calories. It's a pretty low number. Uh, 4 grams of sugar. Also low. 4 grams of net carbs. That's pretty low too. And 17 grams of protein. Whew, that's pretty high. Compare that to a candy bar that has you know, like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. Or compare it to the other protein bars that you've tried that taste like you're eating... Uh, some combination of dust and uh, like a wood plank. It's not good. Built Bar, good for you. Good on your taste buds. Good on your body. And also with a great selection of flavors. Like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. Just got a text today that churro puff is back. You know I'll be jumping on that one. Also... Jump on those flavors, too, at Built.com. Those limited-time flavors fly off the online shelves at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. One more time, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com to get your Built Bars. 
Really quick before jumping back into it with Bruce Feldman, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. It over at the Athletic, where you do awesome work, as well as your colleague, you know, Colton Pouncey, the, the whole gang there, really. I mean, it's like does awesome work. You wrote this great piece on Michigan State's newest hire, Brandon Jordan, the pass rush specialist now. And my first reaction to that hire was I just simply couldn't believe a guy like that is just available for hire. A, a private coach that works with NFL stars, great college kids, top end recruits. I, is that common for guys in that role to get hired on the coaching staffs? So like, am I just too much of a casual fan to realize how much that happens? Or is that a little surprising uh-huh. you to you? There aren't too many guys who fit in there. Like Duke Mannyweather is a guy who's lauded in the in the O line community, um, but he I don't think he wants to be a he, like he loves what he's doing and the way he's doing it. I don't think he wants to work with a team. In the case of Brandon, who's really his name has gotten hot in the last three four years. You know, I knew him a little bit and had you know had been in contact with him uh, for a couple of years. But you know, you have a guy who, as you said. To me, the part that that there's twofold that make this story really compelling to me was one, you had a guy who like it wasn't hard for me to get Gerald McCoy, who's like, you know, been to six Pro Bowls on the phone to talk about this guy or Snacks Harrison, who was at one point, you know, a Pro Bowl defensive lineman or, you know, like I don't know if you know saw like including the story. Max Crosby is one of the best players mm-hmm. in the NFL right now. Um, like he tweeted off of my news tweet the other day about that, that Brandon was getting hired. I mean, for guys that not of that ilk to, to praise somebody who almost nobody has ever heard of, unless you're a, unless you're a a D lineman, um, and a high level D lineman at that, I mean, is, is very interesting. And then the other aspect of it was his own story, which is, you know, he was a volunteer. He was volunteering as a high school defensive line coach in New Orleans, you know, four years ago. And I was like, "How did you pay the bills?" And he was like, "I was clearing trash and and cutting grass and cutting down trees and basically working as a maintenance guy." And that's how he did it. And then when he moved to Houston to try to start this business, he moved in with his uncle, you know, and just to try to get this thing off the ground. And so. LSU, he had told me, had, had, had considered bringing him on staff maybe two years ago. But I think the issue was if you're not one of the 10 coaches on the field because of the NCAA rules about, you know, because he's, as you said, he's, he's also working with guys who are recruitable athletes who are, you know, high-level prospects, then they won't let you bring in, you know, it's against the NCAA rules to hire somebody unless you're on the field. You know, and I think it, it took somebody who – was going to say, all right, we got to put this guy on the field. Um, it just can't be like an analyst or something. And, you know, Michigan State and Mel Tucker was willing to to to, to take that on a guy who, now he has been a, a coach. He was, a, he was at Austin P for a little bit as as a line coach, I think six or seven years ago. But it's, you know, that's a, that, in itself, that would, would have been a big jump. But obviously, as he said, and as everyone else is around him has said, you know, he has learned so much from being so hands-on with these, you know, elite, elite NFL D linemen that I think he is a much different coach now. And I, you know, it's a really interesting hire because I know from a couple of years ago, Mario Cristobal was looking at hiring a pass rush specialist to almost like work as a consultant. Um, But I think, you know, one of those guys was a former NFL all pro 
that he was thinking of, and it just didn't quite work out. But it's like you have to the way the rule NCAA rules are right now. You have to basically take a real you know chance on somebody if you're going to put them in this position. Obviously, Michigan State is doing that, and and again, you know, like if you people who haven't yet read the story, like this started a little bit. He had an internship in training camp with the 49ers as part of the Bill Walsh Minority Pro, uh, Coaches Program. And Brenton Buckner, who's a, obviously a former terrific defensive lineman in his own right back in the day, he called Mel Tucker because he was the he was the uh, the Cardinals he is the Cardinals D line coach, and he thought very highly of him and what he had seen. He called Mel Tucker and was like, "Hey, there's a guy here you may want to look at." And obviously, Mel Tucker moved on it. Like just whether it be performance on the field or recruiting, and you know, maybe I'm just being a Spartan Homer, or this is a dumb question, maybe, but like. How does this not work? Like, it seems like an awesome hire. Am I just, am I, am I being a Spartan homer? Or do Spartan fans have every right to just be fired up and think that this is like a 10 out of 10 hire, even though it is a pretty unique move to make on Mel Tucker's end? Yeah, I think, look, you have a, you have a defensive staff and your head coach is an old defensive coordinator of guys with like resources on, you know, in terms of like maybe all the minutia that goes into preparing an opponent, because what he would, Brandon has been doing for the last, you know, few years is getting individual players better. And so how it fits in the scheme and the defense and everything. But I think, you know, surrounding that, I think this seems like it's going to pay big dividends, right? Um, Because it's not like you're saying, hey, we're going to take somebody and take them completely out of their comfort zone and make them the defensive coordinator. No, right now you're saying, hey, we want this guy to be the pass rush specialist. Well, he knows the ins and outs of that because he studied it and spent so much time looking at the art as he put it art form of, of of pass rushing and so i think this as you said and what he can be like as a recruiter also his ties around you know some hotbed areas new orleans being in houston for so long i think that could be invaluable too i mean he knows a ton now of people who are very important in the process, I think that is a big, you know, like that, that should be a big asset for MSU going forward. Well, for all the freaking out that we did over the uh, Mel Tucker to LSU rumors uh, back in October, we have swung to the complete opposite end because I'm fired up now. I'm, I'm jacked up. So Bruce, I can't thank you enough for your time and all your knowledge. And once again, guys go read them at the athletic awesome piece on Brandon Jordan. When does your off season start, by the way, you God, you're a hardworking man over there. Hey, I appreciate that, but it's like I cover college football for a living. It's it's all <laughs> it's just, like it doesn't feel like work, you know. So, um, you know, I, I I mean things throttle down somewhat. I think probably getting into February, and we'll see what happens with some of the NFL potential coaching, you know, hires that could shake things up a little bit. But for the most part, things throttle down a lot, um, which is fine. You know, it's just. It's like now with the portal and a lot of other stuff, college football has become not quite the 12 months around the year like that NFL and NBA seem to be with all the free agency and all the moves, but it's definitely more active. But, you know, like, I mean, I just love the sport. So it's been it's been fun to, to be immersed in. Awesome. Well, hey, it was it was a blast talking to you, Bruce. Really can't thank you enough for your generosity with your time and knowledge, and everything. So really appreciate it, man. Hope Hey, hope you enjoy the rest of the week as well. All right. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Matt. Huge, 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 huge thank you to Bruce Feldman to taking time out of his busy life to, hey, come chop it up with us on the Locked on Spartans podcast. 
Also, if you haven't already, check it out at TheAthletic.com. That piece on Brandon Jordan really is awesome. Gives great insight to his come up and rise to East Lansing and what he offers to Michigan State, too. Um, yeah, if you thought the interview was great, there's even more in that piece on TheAthletic.com, so go check that out. We will be back in a hot second to talk the latest Transfer Portal edition, but first, I need to talk to you beautiful people about NetSuite. That's right. This is it. It's the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, oh my goodness, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and much more. NetSuite is everything you need to need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes, close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses, 93, that's a big number, they've increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So join the over 28,000 businesses already using NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. So right now, head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time, that's netsuite.com slash locked. It's been pretty quiet around these transfer portal parts lately, especially you know when we're accustomed to finding a new transfer portal guy seemingly every 16 minutes to start the offseason, or even technically before the offseason even started. If you want to go back to Jalen Berger's transfer that happened before the Peach Bowl even happened. That was pretty fun. But Michigan State has broke that dry spell in a big way at a position group that uh, I think a lot of us want to see an addition at. We are, of course, talking about Amir Speed. He is a graduate transfer cornerback out of the dog pound in Georgia. That's right. I think they had an okay season this year, if you've heard of anything that they've done lately. Uh, Amir Speed. 6'3", 211-pound grad transfer, like I said. Uh, He started the first three games this season for the Dogs, but lost his spot uh, after it was kind of a position battle that bled into the season. Lost out after three games, but did play in 13 of the 15 games one way or another, mostly on special teams. And those two games that he missed uh, were primarily ankle injury issues as well. Um, And before this year... He played mostly special teams down in Athens. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much his, his pedigree right there. Um, but, man, at the same time, uh, you are grabbing a guy that started for Georgia. He's rangy at six foot three and has experience. Like We're getting an older player here. This isn't some spring chicken that you're still trying to break into college football. He's been around the block a little bit. Now, with that said, am I saying that Michigan State just nabbed a starting cornerback from Georgia, their, their top guy? No, 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 no. I, I Let's not get it twisted. No, we, we did not just nab uh, one of Georgia's uh, two corners that are starting on the outside of that vicious defense. But, okay, let's also not kid ourselves too. Sounds to me like a guy that's second string or hell, even third string on Georgia. Uh, do, do you think he could have a spot on this secondary that finished last in a lot of metrics after this season? I seem to think so. Uh, listen, the, the bar for me for transfers, for cornerback help, for secondary help, is so low that I am absolutely not going to scoff at a guy from Georgia coming up here. I'm actually going to celebrate it. 
And there's also more reason to celebrate, too, than just hearing it from me. There's also some other publications that love what they see from Amir Speed, and one of them is The Athletic. Sorry, we're talking about The Athletic a lot today, come to think about it. But, okay, so The Athletic, what they have done over there, Max Olson is the author behind this. They do a running tabulation of the top 20 or 25 transfers available in the portal. At Tuesday morning, Amir Speed, he was ranked in the top 20. He was right at 19 of the best guys available in the, in the nation in the transfer portal. He was the second best defensive back still available behind Hawaii's Corey Bethley, who was ranked right outside the top 10. But also, since this is a rotating top 20, um, they've taken guys off the board. So before that, there, there were five defensive backs that cracked the Athletics' top 20 uh, that were also taken. Long story short, this means that the Athletic had Amir Speed ranked as their 6th or 7th best defensive back, according to the Athletic. So, I, you know what? I'll take that. Again, Michigan State, I'm going to just put it bluntly, pretty uh, putrid. I'm going to use the P word, putrid. The E word, embarrassing uh, to, to end the season. And sure, yes, of course, we've talked about it. They had the injury issues, the, the lack of depth, really, when it came down to it at the end of the season. But, yeah, we're getting a little bit of help here. And this is also a kid that knows Mel. Mel knows him because Mel Tucker helped bring him to Athens uh, in Mel Tucker's second year down there on the defensive staff. So this is this is a kid that has familiarity with Mel Tucker. Like I said, at the end of last season, you, you could see that depth was an issue there. So what does Amir Speed bring above anything else? It, it's just the, the fact that we have another option, right? Right now, but before this all happened, it was Chuck Kimbra. Ronald Williams, Chuck Brantley, who of course ended his season early with an injury, and then Marquis Lowry, who we never really saw a ton of at the end of the year. Uh, he was kind of spotty here and there with uh, injuries and whatnot. So you have this at least. You have five guys that can battle for those two spots. There's obviously some competition that needs to be had in the offseason. Some guys that are pushing each other to the top, pushing each other to be their best. Or if things are starting clunky, to start the year. Uh-oh, two games in. Uh, this player's in cutting it. Oh boy, we're four games in and we're still getting fried. Okay, let's plug someone else in. This is just depth, and that is desperately what the secondary needs. There's two position groups that I'm really, really uh, kind of nervous about going into the offseason. I think you are too. It's the secondary. It goes without saying. I think anyone with eyes could tell you that. And also offensive line. They finally nab a secondary player in the transfer portal. And now they have four more transfer spots to give out. Michigan State stands at 28 kids for this class. And yes, they could do a high school kid, for example, for the next upcoming signing day. I don't assume they will after missing out on Trevante Citizen. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to come through the transfer portal. I think Mel will be more inclined to get someone with experience added immediately instead of... Uh, nabbing a, a high school kid from Central or like trying to flip in a Western kid like they would in the uh, the old Mark D'Antonio days, if you will. So four more kids are out there. Uh, maybe not knowing now that they're going to be Spartans, but hopefully they will. I was going to say in the near future, but actually in most cases not the near future because Michigan State can't formally add kids until May unless... They're a grad transfer. Isn't this fun? Just like all the eligibility and whatever. 
all right, I'm, I'm stumbling to put words together. Uh, let's just switch to someone or another publication that can do this more eloquently th than I can. And, of course, we're talking about our friends at Spartan Tailgate. They tweeted out, Speed is a grad transfer, so he could actually enroll in the near future. As a result, Michigan State won't need to fight to keep his commitment through the spring. Regular incoming transfers still need to wait until May to enroll at MSU. So, yes, for uh, transfers that are not grad transfers, they could put up that graphic on Twitter or Instagram that they are committed to Michigan State, but it's not technically official until May rolls around. So, yeah, it's it would be a verbal commitment, except that he's a grad transfer and it's all good in the hood, baby. So, mere speed, welcome to Michigan State. That makes it five transfers for the Spartans. As you already know, a lot of defense there with uh, Chris Boggle, Aaron Brule, Jacoby Winman, and then running back Jalen Berger to round out your five transfers this season. So, once again, hey, not a bad offseason for Mel Tucker and the gang. Uh, we'll obviously wait for the next one and, and talk about it, or <laughs> I should say it, talk about him when it happens. Um, but yeah, until then, well, we're just going to yeah, just keep chopping away. Because that's all we do, baby. We just keep on chopping. Uh, speaking of chopping, we're actually going to chop it up tomorrow with Graham Couch for a full episode. Uh, it's been a long time since we talked with Graham, and I, I find him fascinating. I, I love the way he thinks, so a lot, a lot that I want to bounce off of him for tomorrow's show as well. So hope you, hopefully you tune into that one as well. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. You guys are truly the best. Thank you for making this just an awesome ride, and it really is people like you uh, that are the reason we get big names like Bruce Feldman on. I mean, it's, it's really, really do appreciate all your support and listening. Now, go make your second listen, Locked on Bets. That's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, gang. Love you all. Go green.